You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Meryl Kriegsman is a business mentor showing women how to position themselves so that they can charge what they are worth. I love her confidence, and you will be inspired by her quick business growth. Meryl, I am so excited that you're here talking with me today. I'm really excited about our conversation. I think it's going to be a really good one. Thank you for joining me. I am so happy to be here, Allie. Like, honestly, these conversations that you're having are so necessary. So just super honored to to be a part of what you do. Well, first, I'll let you tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am a business mentor to other online entrepreneurs, actually just women. I just work with women and um, I help them make lots of money in their business. So we actually help them create like a really simple model that leads them directly to lots of money rather than thinking they need to do all the complicated stuff like launching membership sites and doing ads and, you know, all the things that are great for like amplification later on. But like I first just helped them get to, you know, $20,000, $30,000 a month selling one-on-one. And then I helped them transition to a launch model that's that's 100% organic. So I always say like, I like my leads like I like my carrots, 100% organic. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, so that they can scale without driving themselves absolutely nuts with all the different things they think they need to do and also spending money where really they don't have you know a proven model yet or you know they need to test their messaging or they might need to get need to gather some more social proof and credibility before they can actually successfully launch and use those amplification methods really like paid traffic to just amplify what works right rather mm-hmm. than amplifying something that doesn't work which I see happen a lot and sort of breaks my heart I used to be a conversion copywriter so I helped a lot of people launch and some of them were very successful and others were not because of you know just like you need a really like you just need to have something that people love to buy so you know I help people with like their sales skills and look at their offers and look at the structure of their business and a huge part of that is also okay how much how much time do you actually want to work how many days do you want to show up in your business and and talk to actual clients and and create a model and create create a pricing structure that supports women to also have time for other things in their lives rather than just sort of, you know, charging, charging low or medium fees and, and working and working and working and driving themselves into the ground, just getting to $6,000 a month, which is, you know, something that I think is really sad. So yeah, so it's, it's about setting women free, really, so that they can, you know, have more in their life and be more and do more good. I love that. Now, what led you to want to have that mission and get into business mentoring? What Was there one moment in life that happened that uh, led you down this path? Yeah, absolutely, Allie. So 
it actually was before I decided to become a copywriter. So I've always felt like I'm a coach. I'm just like, I'm really great at coaching people to create breakthroughs in their lives. So when I was starting my business, um, I'd gone through some, you know, some programs about how to start an online business, stuff like that, like we all do, right? And, um, <laughs> and I was just like, ah, oh, man, like, I, I'm just meant to coach, but I don't want to just, like, hang up my coaching shingle like so many other people and, you know, with zero experience, and I just didn't feel right about that. And so what I decided was to, to first go into conversion copywriting, but, like, the wanting to help women do well in their business and, and make lots of money comes from my own experience. So I grew up in, um, in Holland, so I'm Dutch, and basically was raised to become like a young accomplished woman like it's described in like 19th century novels so i actually know how to embroider how to ride a horse mm. how to write poetry how to draw to like at a really high level so all the things right so it was like really really highly accomplished i went to the conservatory studied classical singing uh, did really well, uh, moved to Germany, I sang, I actually sang some of the pieces um, Bach wrote, so um, Johann Sebastian Bach, in the churches that he premiered those pieces in, so like really awesome milestones, but I was making no money, <laughs> like it was so sad, like we were getting further and further into debt, my husband, he's a, he's a tenor, so he's in the, in the music industry as well, so we were living on a shoestring budget, and I remember at one point in my, in my, um, I think I was probably like 24 or something. I, I was doing this money challenge online. And, uh, one of the exercises was to tally up how much money you made in your entire life. So just to make you feel good probably, but I, I did the exercise and I realized that I'd not make more than a few thousand bucks in my entire life. And I was just like, no, like this is so bad. Like, oh my gosh. And especially realizing that you know, my mom also had always struggled to make her own money and, you know, relied on my father to fund her projects and stuff like that. And, and she didn't feel good about that. He didn't feel good about that. And then my grandma, you know, she, she, she has such a scarcity mindset that she will literally, you know, she, she loves animals. So she has chickens in, in her um, backyard and she will take the newspapers that she's she has used to cover sort of like the floor of the chicken coop and then shake out the poop and hang the, the pieces of of newspaper to dry in her hallway <laughs> she used it again the next day and i was like i do not want to pass this on to my kids like this inability or or this sort of like not knowing how to turn talent because all those women in my family are like highly talented women but not able to turn that into money. And that comes with so much heartache, like dependency on other people, uh, chronic diseases and illnesses, because, you know, just emotional frustration and all the things and just like years of that. And, you know, and I, I, I was just like, no, like we were about to have uh, our first daughter. And I was just like, I do not want to pass that on. And in fact, I want to change this for myself, transform this is probably the better word, and transform it for as many women as possible. So that, that's, that's when my mission was born. And so I started first as a copywriter helping women make money. And then I was just like, okay, now I'm ready. I got lots of great testimonials and, and success stories. I'm ready to step into the business mentorship now. And it's been a blast. Like this last year. It's been so good. So yeah, that's how that got started. 
And really that mission that you created and kind of ran with was teaching women to become that Hermes bag of the industry. So tell us about how you develop that and kind of what your thinking is with that mission. Yeah, so I mean, I get a lot of women who, you know, when we really dive deep, there's always this like uh, worthiness issues for sure. Like, can I say this about myself? Can I claim this position? Can I ask this much money? You know, those sorts of questions. So I decided to make my tagline for my business. Tagline is, I don't know if everybody knows what that is, but it's sort of like the the sentence that says the thing that you are. Mm. Uh, one in one in one short little blurb. And uh, and mine is, um, I, so, so helping female entrepreneurs become the Hermes Vic of their industry and charge accordingly. So it's about, you know, bec- becoming the person in your industry that's viewed as the top choice, being extremely sought after, uh, being able to charge high ends because of the, the the quality of your craft, you know, being able to to make lots of money of that. That's where the charging accordingly comes in. So it has a lot of those elements, but that's basically what we do. So we help people, you know, in my programs, we always start with working on their messaging because everybody's unique, you know, and everybody has like their, their unique sweet spot. And a lot of women just don't know how to find it for themselves. It's, it's hard to, they say like, it's hard to read the bottle when you're inside of it. Right. So I help them define what that unique special qualities that they have. So, so that they can start running with that and use that in their marketing. And then they just, become like these rising stars like they they all all of a sudden they're like seen as like oh like that's somebody I need to pay attention to and oh that's somebody I want to hire and no there's no no any more question around like hey how much do you charge because I'm just sort of like asking um you know let's say web designers you know my client is a web designer yeah, I'm just asking web designers for quotes, for example, you know, it's like, no, I need to work with you and only you because what you do is so unique and that's exactly what I need. And once you get there, you can literally charge as much money as you desire. And that's what I want for my women. I love that. And and really, although you are promoting them and encouraging them to be high end, you yourself don't necessarily tout living a luxurious lifestyle in the frivolous mentality. Um, You live on a farm and you're very socially conscious. So I would love for you to kind of tell us about that balance in your life. Yes, I'm so excited about this, Allie. Um, Yeah, so the way I explain it is, you know, there is sort of like this unconscious convenience that we've gotten used to as like, you know, the human race you know, everything wrapped in plastic, we can order anything from Amazon and have it shipped to us. And we just ordered everything in three sizes and, you know, send things back and drive everywhere and fly everywhere first class. And like, you know, and there's no like, I, I try not to have a judgment about that, but I just don't think it's sustainable. And therefore, in my business, uh, I've decided to opt for conscious luxury. I love luxury. I'm a Leo, right? So I love <laughs> Like right now I'm wearing like this super soft woolen, beautiful, like things that thing that I just want to caress. Um, but the thing is conscious luxury over unconscious convenience. So no, I don't just drive to McDonald's to have like, you know, ice cream completely wrapped in plastic and you know, whatever. 
Um, I go perhaps a couple of times every summer, I go to the special ice cream store in the city close, you know, that we live close by to and, and just have this beautiful ice cream experience where we sit down with the kids and, you know, just have this, this beautiful experience and then, you know, savor that rather than doing, you know, things all the time that are sort of, you know, not really good for the environment. And so what it looks like is that I live on a farm. I actually don't leave the farm a lot. We're we're right now designing sort of like this beautiful ecosystem. We're looking to grow our own vegetables for like the entire year. So we have like a production garden. We're looking for ways that we can capture our own water so that we don't have to use city water to water our garden and our plants and all those things. So, you know, that's what we're what we're looking into and instead of you know my my branding photography like I'm a high-end coach and I really identify as such but I don't I see you won't see any pictures of me like photographing myself in front of an airplane or a Ferrari mm-hmm. right like I, you literally see me just taking pictures on the street in Toronto with vintage clothes right that aren't bought new that are actually secondhand like that sort of you know that that sums it up I would say I love that because that's part of this industry that is not discussed that you know there is so much waste with living that type of lifestyle and it doesn't have to be that way so I love that you're speaking out about it and truly feel passionate about that yeah yeah and I've worked with like environmental what do you what did she call herself environmental uh, sort of like sustainability expert and uh, she said too like for example when we when we run events as entrepreneurs, like you can be the entrepreneur, uh, you know, who organizes an event and has like everything in plastic bottles, you know, on the side of the, of the, the big gathering room and plastic sort of gadgets to give away, or you can, you know, decide to make like conscious different decisions. And I think we're there, like we all need to start thinking about this. And also, you know, especially if we're in, a, in sort of like the, the a role of, of leadership in the online space, which I am, right? There's a lot of women that are looking up to me. I want to absolutely post about like the fact that I use cotton mesh bags to take with me to the grocery store to put my vegetables in rather than just grabbing plastic bags, because that's going to actually have like a direct influence on all those women and give it gives them sort of like inspiration and 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 them seeing that there is another option out there that they don't need to just go unconscious and you know keep the status quo going but that they can make different decisions and um you know i i put those things in front of my audience uh very you know like on purpose like i want them Mm. to see that and start making different decisions So aside from, you know, just being really passionate about encouraging women and then seeing that come to life and and really seeing the results of your encouragement, what do you enjoy most about your job? What gets you up in the morning and what just really sets your soul on fire? Before we go any further, I want to personally thank Fruit of the Bean Coffee for helping me make this podcast through their support. If you need ideas for Father's Day, a coffee-loving dad will love this. Keep listening. When you order from Fruit of the Bean, your coffee is roasted fresh after you order it, 
And here's the part I love the most. They donate 10% of their net profits to help support orphans and those affected by human trafficking. They are giving all the listeners of Selfish 25% off their order when they use the code SELFISH. They have some great coffee lover merchandise along with some fantastic tasting coffee on their website. So visit it to learn more, fruitofthebean.com, and remember to use the code SELFISH. Oh, it's when they start having those big financial wins and they realize it's, so, it's about so much more than just the money, what's mm. happening right mm. now in my life. Right. It's about it's about up leveling. It's about um, becoming more of who they are. So, you know, one of my clients um, in the program we uh, that I run, we got her to consistent five figures a month. Um, you know, her closing rates uh, went from, I don't know, 30 percent to like 90 to even sometimes 100 percent on some days and you know she started making a lot more money and it afforded her to like buy her dream home and move there with her family and then you know we continued working together and then all of a sudden the conversations were way more about you know her relationship with her parents and how that's still influencing her and you know how perhaps she she wants to take those things and heal them so that she can launch herself to even like a higher level. Right. But like the, the kind of conversations it's, it's truly like pyramid of Maslow, right? Like women first need to just get like the basics in order before they can start having those deeper conversations um, and, and, and look at like, Hey, who do I want to be in the world? Like it's a hard thing to do when you're struggling to pay the bills. Right. Like once you're out of survival mode and you know that financially or you're in a really, really great place, that's when that's that's what I love seeing. So it's like seeing them have those financial wins, which, you know, it's like, yay, somebody just posted in the group that she sold the eighteen thousand dollar package. And, you know, we celebrate each other and it's like a big party. And then I know that within a couple of weeks, she's going to come back to me with questions that are way more sort of higher in that in that pyramid right like about really like self self realization and that's when it gets really really interesting that's what the world needs we need more people that are functioning in that higher sort of peak of that pyramid and and ask themselves questions and see like who do i want to be in the world and that's what the world needs right now in my opinion so flip that on its head what part yep. is the most challenging about your job? So women are not conscious of this, but often we're, we've really, really censored ourselves. We've really, really censored ourselves. Um, and, and we're keeping ourselves small so to not rock the boat, right? So think lack of boundaries, um, for example, I'll just give you a really tangible example. I have, you know, my my online um, entrepreneurs that I support. They'll say like, I don't know why, but my content just isn't clicking. Like it's not, it's not like you know pulling its weight. It's not getting any clients. And then I'll ask her like, do, is there anybody you need to block on social media because you're actually not saying what you want to say in your content because you're afraid you're going to hurt your mom or your ex or you know, whatever former business partners or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And, um, that it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually am sort of like censoring myself because I don't want to hurt, you know, my mom's feelings. 
right? And the way I describe it, you know, uh, that scene in Wonder Woman where she's just like charging into the to the fight and like the fire and she's running, right? And then imagine you being like that when it comes to like your online mission, running a business. So you're like charging and you're like taking your sword and running into that big fire. And you're looking over your shoulder just to make sure, like, is my mom looking? Right? Like, you can't do that. You can't afford that. You cannot be on the forefront and be sort of like that John Dark figure of your industry and be the thought leader and, and lead us into whatever revolution it is that you're leading and sort of look over your shoulder to make sure, you know, some people aren't seeing it or whatever it is, right? You need to have that that freedom and that bandwidth and be able to release that fear of, oh my God, I might hurt somebody with my posts. So, you know, I always recommend that they block people and just say to their moms, like, you know what, I love you. And from now on, we're going to communicate on WhatsApp. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Then they start truly saying what it is that, that they want to say. And, and that truth telling is, is like a huge reason for, for uh, people to buy from them. Because it's not just, you know, what you sell, it's who you are being that people buy from you so you know and and when people when women struggle with that like that's hard for me to see especially if they decide to you know perhaps stay small for another three months before they make that bold decision to claim the spaces that they need to claim to be the thought leader that they are so when women are taking the dive into owning their own business and they've made that decision to to go out on their own what mistakes are you seeing them make other than, you know, not valuing themselves enough? What are the mistakes that they're making that we can kind of keep other women from making? Well, I just posted a post at, uh, last week that got 12 shares. And basically what I was saying was that, you know, I don't run this business on my own. Like I'm, I'm like well on my way to making a million dollars this year. I had my first quarter million quarter. Um, and I get, I get messages from women like writing me back, you know, my email, who are on my email list. Um, and they'll say like, I just like so admire you. You just seem to have endless amounts of energy. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, that's not how this works. <laughs> I do not have endless amounts of energy. Um, you know, I have a husband who supports me full time. Like he has sort of like he supports me in my business and he runs our household. I haven't folded laundry in pff, two years. <laughs> <laughs> Or cook to dinner, right? Like sometimes I help him a little bit or something, but like very rarely. And especially now that I'm pregnant and pregnant with our third baby. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it's just like, no, I'm not going to do any of those things. So my husband supports me. I have, I have an assistant. I have a project manager. I have an accountant. I have a bookkeeper. I have a set of coaches around me who like, you know, get me to the next level. I have... I have like 12 or 13 people around me. I have designers. I have like, I have everything, right? Like there's so actually little that I do myself in my business. And that's what a lot of women don't understand. So they try to do it themselves. And then they're wondering like, oh, I think there's something wrong with me because I can't sustain this. It's like, yeah, no joke. (laughs) Mm. 
Um, you need to have that support. And what I've always found is that, you know, you almost need to first invest in the support to free up the time and bandwidth to then start making more money. So it's all, it's a very counterintuitive, counterintuitive sort of process. But every single time I invest in more help, my income increases so much that it's like totally worth it. So that's one of those things. And I'm, I'm sure you love hearing that on this particular podcast that, yes, we do need more support. Like, don't try and do it yourself. Yeah, I think that that's honestly a good reminder because uh, there is that mom guilt and not being a mom, but even just being a female in a household, there is a lot of guilt and pressure we put on ourselves to fulfill those traditional roles. And um, there is so much about society now that's not traditional that um, we really, you know, need to let those go. So uh, that is a great reminder for all of us. Yeah, totally. Like, I remember, you know, when we moved to Canada, um, one of our babies was only six months old. And it was sort of like, okay, Meryl, um, we just discovered that your business needs to make $20,000 a month minimum to sustain us on the acreage and the farm. And, you know, my husband had given notice to his job in Germany. And I was just like, I was on, like, I needed Mm. to make money really fast. And I'd never made more than 6,000 in my, you know, per month in my entire life. So, um, And the first thing I said to him is like, okay, I'm going to not fold clothes. I'm not going to do anything in the household. I'm going to lock myself in this room for a couple hours a day. and I'm just going to make lots of money. And, you know, hasta la vista to any of those household tasks. Like you can forget it. (laughs) But it works. It works for you all. So that's that's the trick that you have to kind of find that balance. Find that balance and just understand that you can only do so much. Like there is no such thing as being, you know, this like this superwoman idea of like, I'm going to run a business and I'm going to homeschool my kids and I'm going to do all these things in household. And, you know, and it's not just doing the tasks. It's also, you know, a colleague of mine put this so beautifully. Um, it's about holding the consciousness of the task. Because sometimes even if you outsource something, you still have sort of like the end responsibility and you need to even outsource that piece. So basically we need to learn how to outsource stuff and, and, and allow more support in our lives so that we can create the space for the money to come to us and all the good stuff and the abundance and the opportunities. Because if, if you're completely clogged up with, with those small tasks and, you know, and routines that you need to keep going, there literally is no space to receive more. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. So kind of flipping this now to you personally um, and thinking about the word selfish in a positive light and self-care, uh, what are your favorite ways to be selfish? Oh, I love that question. So I love locking myself into my bedroom. So I'm actually an introvert. So after I launched, so I had like a $350,000 launch um, end of June. I just, you know, that means like 40, 50 sales calls, right? So speaking to a lot of people, which I love doing, by the way. But then afterwards, I just need time to to rejuvenate basically and to um, sort of calm down energetically. And so what I I basically spent my whole July just locked up in, you know, my bedroom or my comfy chair in the living room and reading romantic novels. Yes. (laughs) And it was awesome. And 
you know, I've really, I know that for, for me, the next level and for so many other women, the next level lies with, or the key to the next level lies within stop, stopping to judge ourselves for what it is that we need to, to do well and to be more and like all the things that we mentioned before, right? To just sort of rise to that, that peak of the, the pyramid of Maslow. Like we need to stop judging ourselves for needing yet another nap or for just needing to watch not one, you know, full season of something on Netflix, but like all the seasons of something on Netflix. <laughs> Whatever that is, because it's actually like it's just it's just our soul catching up with the growth that we've gone through or, you know, whether that's whether we've gone through something that has very tangible results or something that has been more like an inner development. Um, and if you if you, you know, don't allow yourself to go there and just do what it is that you feel like doing, you you're not setting yourself up for that next level. So I've I've experienced that now multiple times with myself, with my girls, my programs, and I'm just like, okay. Obviously, I feel like hiding out for four full week weeks and not sending regular emails to my email list and whatever. So I'm just gonna actually listen to that rather than thinking that I need to push through. I do not do that anymore in my business. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I think just like doing doing some feng shui in my house at this point, mm. especially with the new baby coming. I just love to, um, you know, basically I'm going to soundproof my office <laughs> so that I don't hear any crying in the background, you know, if my husband is like feeding the baby or something, right? Like that's total torture, right? When you're mm. running a business, you, you hear your baby crying. So I'm going to soundproof my office going to paint it and so I would love to have just a full week to go shopping for some new furniture and you know get myself new curtains and just make this a beautiful space and also the rest of my house sort of upgrade some things Um, it's what I love doing and especially you know whenever I feel sort of like stuck energetically in my business I'm like okay I'll just go figure out what I can throw away all from the stuff that's like stuck right now in my furnace room and or the basement and then I create physical space and that physical space translates into mental space. So yeah, I feel I'm ready for another round of, of decluttering and doing some feng shui. I've done a lot of that and it's a great sort of thing to accompany you when you're when you're growing a business to keep decluttering your life as well. I love that. That's decluttering, organizing and decorating are some of my favorite things. So um, I might join you in that um, yeah. endeavor. <laughs> um, what is yeah. next for Meryl? So I think to just continue to helping women make lots of money and to, to help them understand how they can spend that money to make a really positive impact um, and, and help us, you know, battle things like the, 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 the climate crises and stuff like that. Uh, those things are really important to me. I don't want to just, you know, have women join my programs who are going to turn into like, you know, massive consumers of everything, right? Because now they have more money. I want them to use their money to, to really improve the world. So that's what's next for me. That's what I'm looking forward to a lot and having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that little thing there. Yes. Yeah. You've got lots of exciting things on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do a home birth on the acreage. So oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've also home birthed my other kids, and I wouldn't want to do it any other way. 
Well, Meryl, I love your mission and the drive that you have to help women in their businesses. So thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank you for talking with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Allie. You're so awesome. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.